How's your coffee? My coffee's good. Is it? Yeah, it's always good. Yeah. It's coffee. Mm. Can't be bad. I mean, it can be bad, but I'm not really picky. Who makes better coffee, you or me? Um, me. Really? Have you tried making that Kenyan stuff in there? It's difficult. Oh yeah, that one has a little kind of. I gotta try again. It tastes good, but I think I made it too strong. Yes. But I challenge you to try. <laughs> no, it's well, I, it has. It's different it's than your regular coffee because it has that earthy taste. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's like. I guess that's how Kenya tastes. Uh, I don't think so, honey. I don't know. I've never been to Kenya, but um, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> Try yes. Coffee. So today um, we wanted to talk more about um, importance of patient advocates and uh, kind of give an example of what that is like and how it can make a difference. Um, a Joanne wrote an article about her experience, and it's on the website, um, drugsandcoffee.com. You can go check it out. It has a slightly different slant. It's slanted more towards talking about a severe adverse reaction, but underneath so the, it all is uh, the importance of being right. I mean, the a whole patient story, advocate. I mean, the stories, really. Right. Uh, they're interesting and, and, and it really kind of brings us to kind of the discussion of why is it important to have somebody in, in your corner, corner. Yeah. not necessarily to challenge anybody no. it's just to be there to monitor and kind of pay attention mm -hmm. to draw and attention in to my business also home infusion mm -hmm. it is super important to have mm -hmm. caregivers yes because we have patients that are in the house mm -hmm getting their medication mm -hmm. on their own. Nobody to really look at them except their caregiver. Absolutely. So it scares us when we have somebody who lives on their own. Um, so. With that said. With that said, your story, you can, we can tell us more about. So how, how did it, how did it happen first? Like what mm -hmm. was your first story and first exposure and kind of realization that, oh my God, I have this knowledge and I can actually use it. Well, I think, Marco, you started that off. We went, remember, we went to show my mother the engagement ring that you had gotten me. Well, let's kind of give kind of perspective of when was this. Like, this was, okay. it first happened, you were in pharmacy school. Oh, you want to go that far back. Okay, let's start there. Well, I mean, come there. on. Yeah. All right, let's start back there. That was your oh, very first my, experience. Right. Okay, so we had just studied Stephen Johnson syndrome, yeah, which is basically, Stephen Johnson syndrome is uh, one of the worst reactions that can happen to you uh, once you've taken a drug, and it can happen at any point. That's the scary point. It doesn't have to be within the first 10 days. It can happen 30 days after you've taken the drug yeah, and so forth. What happened, we had studied this horrific reaction wherein if you take a drug, you slowly develop this rash. It's a very telling rash. It's a purplish rash that starts um, in your genitalia area, and then it can progress down your legs, and it sometimes can manifest itself in your ears or on the palms of your hand, and it's, it's this dark purple rash. Usually on Caucasian people, that's really what it'll look like. It'll have this rich, royal purple color. 
Okay. Um, but in um, African Americans and people with more mal- melanin in their skin, it's going to present a little bit differently. It's just going to look darker um, as mm. opposed to more purple. Right. Right. Uh, anyway, so Which it was, makes sense. It was so, very so, clear. So in you, school, so you went to this class. You saw these, all these, and I, I kid you not. Pictures. Yeah, and then we we had to go to lunch. And right after lunch, I got a phone call from my mother, who lived in Pennsylvania, and she said, "Joanne, how are you doing? You know, I just developed this purplish rash uh-huh. in my genitalia area, and you know, it is spreading down my legs. I kid you not. This is not the syndrome where." You know, a person studies this in medical school or in pharmacy school, and then they diagnose themselves. You know, it really happened. And she's, and I said, Mom, I need you to go. And she described this, and I said, Mom, I need you to go right now to Geisinger and, and get checked out. She's like, oh, but it's raining. It is raining. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm just going to wait till the morning. I said, well, you know what? I was so horrified by what I had just seen, and she had described it textbook to me. I said, if you do not go there, you're in danger. <laughs> and I just escalated the process of your skin falling off in sheets and you will die of an infection. And that's what I told my mother. And she just said, well, okay, I know you're new at this. You're not even a pharmacist, but I will listen, daughter. And she went up there and you know what she had? Stephen Johnson syndrome. Isn't that crazy? It, like you yeah. literally, that day. That just, day, that is that was telltale sign. That just, day I saw it. And you, once you've seen those pictures, you never forget them. And then imagine the phone call from your dear, dear mommy. And that's exactly what happened. And when she got there, of course, they gave her steroids, you know, to so help what was, what, bring what did, down. What did they figure out? What, what was the cause? They, at that point, they... Because something they triggered thought, it. Yeah, I don't know how they figured it out that it was Zocor. I cannot figure. I don't know to this day. Okay, but they they, they, that, they that's what they they said thought. it was Zocor because okay. she and they stopped her taking Zocor, which is you know one of the statins, very potent statins. They stopped her from taking that, and um, it went away. And they treated her with uh, a lot of but serious. This is steroids. not something that's specific to Zocor. It can happen, it can happen to any, any drug. drug really. Yes, it really can. Yeah, it can be treated. And she had taken Zocor for years and years, so it was really hard. I don't know how they reached that answer, but I mean, it's it, kind of like you can you can take something forever, yeah, and then all of a sudden you're allergic to it. That's I mean, exactly what happened. Or you can eat happened. a particular food, so it's really just your immune system responding to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first example mm-hmm. of kind of you advocating for your mom essentially mm-hmm. like okay you need to do this yeah well right? first thing is you can by your knowledge whatever small if you feel something is wrong you tell the person urge the person to get help you know you may not have you know gone to pharmacy school seen a, a, a clip but if it's something that's severe is wrong you know your skin should not be changing colors that quickly you definitely get some help and that's mm-hmm. the point of that little story fast forward years later uh People in my family stopped telling me things because I would force them to go to the doctor immediately. So my sister kind of hinted to me a couple of years down the line that, you know, mom is having these very funny seizures and um, she doesn't want to tell you about it. So I said, well, we'll just uh, go visit her. Mm-hmm. And so you and I headed down to Pennsylvania with the idea to show off my new engagement ring right yeah yeah uh, that was important to do but uh, it was another secret mission to see what these seizures were all about so we get down there mm-hmm. and uh, you remember I, I think you were more calm we were just headed there to see her and we were on our way to a wedding in California you know after right. after yep. we were gonna leave and then go to that wedding and then what ended up happening 
And one thing led to, to another. another. I mean, we essentially mm-hmm. recognized that something was really wrong. And um, you said, let's go see talk to her, her doctor, local doctor, and who, you know, she, she did her best, but she couldn't really um, spend too much time on it. Uh, well, what it was, was my mother over the years had befriended her doctor. So once you get in that friendship kind of mood yes, with, your, yes. with your, the, the, the curiosity, you know, as a doctor kind of there's a bias you know there's a bias I mean, you and you kind of listen you to your patient friendly, if, you yeah the, the patient to. doesn't really want an mri so you don't give it so when marco and i went down there you basically suggested to that doctor please have you thought of an mri and that was the day she got an mri is that right. correct yeah and then uh, she suffered there from a serious allergic reaction to gadolinium oh yeah I did not forget that. Yeah. Gadolinium was is it called gadolinium? When they went in, they give you this sort of this colored dye. Oh, poor woman. Yes, went she went through it. She, so, you know, yeah, they I, put this dye I so that it's very that. easy to see what's going on in the brain. But what ended up happening is she was very severely allergic to gadolinium, and so she had a rough time with the MRI. Mm-hmm. But anyway, through the MRI, they found out. I'm not sure what happened after that. No, I mean, MRI, I mean, they did, they quickly, they, they told us, listen, there's a tumor. Yes, that's and, what happened. you know, after that, one thing left and led to another. another. And she uh, kept complaining then. We went to play tennis yeah. that same day, and she complained that her, she felt drunk. That's how she described it. And my mother's allergic to alcohol, and she does not drink. Yeah, I mean, at this point, but it she was, started it was describing growing, was, sin- yeah. symptoms of being drunk. Yeah, the and unable to walk. But you know, the, mm-hmm. that the whole example mm-hmm. of just you know, um, I like the word pressuring, but advocating is mm-hmm. probably best. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps to kind of look at things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, then this that's one that's another story right that was another story where and then after that really well the the first thing is she kept describing these symptoms of feeling drunk and i didn't feel safe leaving her in pennsylvania so we brought her to north carolina mm-hmm. and uh, where she proceeded to say after the plane ride she still felt drunk and i knew at that point we have to take her back to the hospital. So we took her to a hospital mm-hmm. where they discovered she had a brain bleed. So all these things, they're kind of like cookie crumbs. People are telling you symptoms. The first thing is you have to believe the patient. You have to believe it. Believe the patient and get them where they need to be. If you cannot take care of them, which most of us are ill-equipped to do so. <laughs> but we, we do have ears and that's one of the best ways we can help our loved ones. We took her to the hospital, local hospital here in Charlotte and um, they did the best they could for her um, she did suffer a brain bleed so the that tumor clearly was bleeding and um, so they at that point they knew she had a tumor they knew something was bleeding that's the reason for all of that but they had to get her stable so we left her in the hospital till she was stable and at that point you and I started using our pharmacy wits to write up an entire patient case and described all these symptoms and described the brain bleed and uh, sent it off to Duke. And the reason we wanted to, her to go to Duke was just because they are very curious over there. And we thought, hey, this would, 
this is a good case for them. So yeah, I can't even remember how. That's, that I mean, was this the reason before, we went. We we just decided let's pick Google. So it's yeah, not like we let's have just pick to. a place that is great for for teaching. You know, we love yeah. to learn. So, you know, that was what we chose, and we sent this off. And without a doubt, within the next day, we got a. Uh, an appointment. An appointment. It said, bring her in now. And so we brought her to the hospital and right then and there. Yeah, days later she had surgery. She had surgery. Got the, yeah, know, we got the, new, the news uh, that they removed it. Diagnosed, uh, unfortunately, with a severe brain tumor, glioblastoma. So now at this point she's in the rehab hospital, right? Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. No, so they cut out the tumor and then right. she went to rehab, right? Rehab hospital. Because, you know, with surgeries it's not so perfect. What happened there? Well, it was not perfect. And unfortunately I was working at the time as a pharmacist and so I fully had my wits about me and I uh, went to visit my mother and I noticed her ear was purple. <laughs> her ear was purple. I said, Mom, I hate to do this to you, but I'm going to, to examine your lower genitalia area. It's going to be uncomfortable, but I have to see if that's purple as well, then I'm going to check your chart. And even though I'm not privy to that, uh, patients are not Some even allowed to. Somehow, <laughs> I was able to sneak a peek and saw that A, her genitalia was purple. You don't advocate stealing uh, things I'm from not hospital. advocating that at all, but you can ask some questions, you know, and then her ear was purple. And I said, well, I didn't see you the first time that this happened, but this looks very similar. What have you taken? And she just, she didn't know what she had taken. And so we looked at the chart. They had given her Zocor again. So at this point, I called the, what did, what, what did we do? We called the... Well, yeah, the, 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 the nurse was there, and then she ended up calling the... Because call. this was like really late at night. Yeah, yeah, she ended up calling the doctor on call, who was um, actually the ER doctor. So mm -hmm. he came and examined her, but he wasn't really sure. Yeah. You explained the whole history of yeah. her, mm -hmm. Stephen Johnson, and Zocor. Um, and I said this is the beginning. And he was very... I mean, I understand his position. He was kind of... He didn't know... Uh, her history that much and he mm. didn't want to make a decision right there right. so it took him some you know back and forth with him yeah and sometimes explain mm -hmm. the history and mm -hmm. really what she went through mm -hmm. um, I think what helped him and sometimes we as loved ones can be very emotional what I did do is gave him some space from me and I just right it was kind of threatening but I did say listen I'm going to leave uh, I think this is Steven Johnson's. Uh, I believe, you know, and he went back and forth about they're giving me they're giving her some steroids. I said that's a lower level, and then he brought the whole point. Well, she's also diabetic. This will shoot her sugar up. I said that's great, but she could suffer from a serious set of infections if we don't treat this with higher dose steroids. I said that may be what is keeping it at bay. And I realized I was talking fast because this is my mother who had just been diagnosed with glioblastoma and now she's suffering from Stephen yeah. Johnson's. So I decided you and I got out of yeah, there pretty, I mean, we, pretty we, quickly we, we get, to give him space to make that decision because sometimes people feel that pressure and they can't think. So you got to give them space. You said what you say, but you give them space to react and then yeah. you receive it. And then, and, 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 and he the called, time, you know, by the time he got, by the time home, we got back home, he had called. He called, yeah. and then he said that, you know, 
they were giving steroids, steroids and she was doing well and I mean the whole thing worked out well and mm -hmm. you're right I mean giving space, Give space making yourself very clear and giving space is important for them to react because it is stunning he f yeah, yeah you he felt threatened mm -hmm. initially probably oh absolutely that's know, a lot because, of information you know, coming to these you. people mm -hmm. are just like shooting all this stuff at, at mm -hmm. him but, mm -hmm. so that worked out well mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and, and that was um, yeah. that was important yeah and she made it out of rehab and um, she was given a couple months to live. That was was that prior. No, that was prior to surgery. Prior to surgery, maybe two years after that. Yeah. Um, you know. And and you know she lived a, a a good life after the resection until. Yeah. You know, as best as possible. Yeah, so I was happy with the result. Right. Uh, you know, it's just unfortunate sometimes. Um, you know, you can suffer something, but you have to be that kind of history holder, that record, you know, person that bears that, that mm -hmm. those records for the patient. And so to fast forward, like, what, 10 years now mm -hmm. or whatever? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, at least 10 years. And you're in a retail setting. Oh, yes. And then uh, That's right. out of nowhere. Yes. So this happened. What happens? So this happened again, working at a retail store and an African-American lady comes up to me. She said, you know. I have this rash and she just showed me the palms of her hand and while I, I'm used to that dark darkish purple rash because you know the pictures I saw mm -hmm. I said well this is very odd she said I said is it anywhere else she said what do you mean I said listen um, you know rashes are funny it's not a, a raised rash at all you know it was just a darkened kind of skin and I said to her I said listen why don't you head to the bathroom and if you find that rash in your genitalia area, go straight to the ER and just tell them the pharmacist thought it was important that that's a medical doctor take a look at this. And I said, you know, it could be you're suffering from a serious reaction, but I'm not sure, you know, and this is not something I'm going to just give you Benadryl for, you know, and I don't know really why. I thought that what clued me into that it could be the history with my mother that might have tipped it off I'm not sure but I when she went her eyes were as big as saucers you know because I, I she didn't want to go I just walked her to the bathroom and then just kind of walked back and before I could even make it back to my pharmacy station I turned around and she said thank you ma'am I'm going to the ER and so I don't know what the outcome for that story was but this is just a note to pharmacists too. If it is a rash that is, you know, make sure you, you're checking out these rashes correctly. Just if you don't know what that is and um, it is a dark purplish rash, make sure they, they check their genitalia area. And if that is affected, that's the signs of, that's one, it could be, I'm not saying it is. Right. But just at least get them some help. Be an advocate for your patients. Get them where they can get help. That's it. Yeah, and that, that that's important. Mm -hmm. It's important to to be aware of mm -hmm. things that mm -hmm. like this, mm -hmm. and also um, ask questions mm -hmm. because really that's how things come up. You mm -hmm. know, just kind of brushing it off. Oh, rash! I'll to better drill. And you know, I, it's not ideal world. I mean, you, you don't always have time, but that time take that time. Sometimes when you do have time mm -hmm. and. You, you do need to ask those follow-up questions because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things will come up. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, 
that's it. Yes, you did a great job. I mean, there's a, somehow I, you're the Stephen Johnson queen. I guess. Like every, all the Stephen Johnsons. Well, that was just two patients. people. That's two. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's more than That's more I than I want to see, though, because of what can happen. <laughs> all right, well, uh, thank you, and uh, we'll, we'll see be, you next time. We'll see you next time. We'll be more, more like this. <laughs>